song hitting all night long just like me on the black and white all right all right hello hello everybody and welcome to ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one family at a time one day at a time one bitcoin at a time one satoshi at a time and that ladies and gentlemen means you I am your host, Nigel Roberts, a.k.a. Young Harriet, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. And everyone, I just want to welcome you again to the Head of Crypto Curve. I'm just excited about today. There's so many great things happening, so many different things we need to be doing to get our houses in order uh, as we are Heading to the end of Second Chance Month, I told you all I am all about us having a second chance at this uh, thing called financial wealth. Uh, This wealth gap has to close, and we are on a mission to close it. And my mission in life, again, is to lead my people out of financial slavery. So with that being said, I'm going to go with today's cryptocurrency or Bitcoin quote, and it says, Bitcoin is the beginning of something great, a currency without government, something necessary and imperative. And that's Mr. Nassim Taleb. He is the author of Risk Analysis, and that is a great book to read. It's called Risk Analysis. And uh, just hearing that come from him, uh, because he is so, uh, we're, we're trying to use these these terminologies so that you understand he's bullish on making sure that your risks are not greater than your rewards. And so it's good to hear, you know, that he is understanding that Bitcoin specifically is the beginning of something really, really great. And so I'm hoping that our community is understanding that as well. Uh, today, we're going to go our second half. We're going to go into kind of wrapping up what we were doing yesterday as it relates to trading and investing in cryptocurrency. What is the difference between trading and investing? Uh, but I've also had some people to ask me to kind of, sort of, do a quick recap about uh, cryptocurrency because they've not yet pulled the trigger. And so one of the individuals that was on the AskNigelRoberts.com said, I've gone back and listened to some of the podcasts, uh, and I really want you to kind of explain in, um, if you can, just another way so that maybe I can get this thing in its totality. And I absolutely am for that. And there are some things I'm going to share today. So for those of you that are brand new in the space, for those of you that have not yet pulled the trigger on purchasing your first Bitcoin, even though uh, we are doing daily dollar cost averaging, I am going to tell you today to just hold on to your seats. I'm going to go over a few things to just help uh, individuals really understand uh, a little bit more as it relates to why Bitcoin, why cryptocurrency, what this thing is all about, and what we need to be doing as a community to take heed. And so as we end the month of April, uh, our market report is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing big, that's big. much different. Nothing that's much different from, yes, from the, the rest of this month, I'll say it that way, because Bitcoin has been trading sideways. And I love it when Bitcoin is trading sideways, and I'm going to continue to say it because it gives us the opportunity to learn, get ourselves positioned. But then when it drops, if it drops a little bit more, you get Bitcoin on sale. But with that, it says that the the crypto markets have recovered slightly 
from a technical rebound uh, and the altcoins, meaning alternative coins, that's what altcoins stands for, A-L-T, altcoins, are outperforming the markets. So this, ladies and gentlemen, just means that the alternative coins, along with Bitcoin, are outperforming the traditional markets, meaning stocks and bonds, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but Bitcoin, uh, over the last 24 hours, and we don't expect it to do anything wild, like go from 30,000 to 60,000 back down to 4,500. That's not what we're expecting at all. But if it does that, uh, please know that, you know, we're making sure that our mindset is in the right place so that we're understanding that we have not lost anything. We're rather, uh, just trying to find our way as, as the price, uh, stabilizes itself. So with that, in the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has moved approximately $2,000 up or down either way. The high has been 39400 and the low has been 37800 And so because our mindset is in place, we are understanding that if we are to dollar cost average today, the same amount we dollar cost average yesterday, we would probably get less Bitcoin today than we did yesterday because it depends on in the next 30, 40 minutes when I decide to dollar cost average uh, what the price is. And so we want to make sure that we're understanding that this market is volatile. And I'm going to continue to say that uh, as we start these shows off so that everyone is understanding uh, what is going on, but you do not lose. You only lose when you sell your Bitcoin. So as we move into um, this show today, I just want you all to keep your uh, eyes, ears, and and be very objective as to the difference between trading and investing. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll go over a couple of news stories, and then we'll jump back into trading versus investing. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Najee Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here and we are ready to go over our crypto scoop. And there are some interesting things in the news. And I have to say this about what I'm about to say because we as individuals in this cryptocurrency space, even though this is new, even though this is innovative, even though this is exciting, We have to be very careful who we rock with, who we put our name behind, who we put our face behind. And so I am very, very cautious. Even if I love and appreciate somebody's project, I am not the one that's going to be on social media saying, buy this, do this, other than Bitcoin, because there is no company. uh, It's not controlled by anybody. There's no way for anybody to pull a rug, do a rug pull, or any of those things. And so... Uh, I'm getting ready to give you this next article that I found because this is some serious stuff. And uh, it says U.S. congressmen could face charges for promoting a crypto pump and dump scheme. Now, before I read about this, I am going to shed some light on this for you as it relates to dealing with and harming the black community. We've got a bunch of influencers in the black community that every time somebody waves a couple dollars in front of their face, they will jump on social media and promote a cryptocurrency. 
And I have found over the last several years, several of our influencers are our celebrities that are in hot water. T.I. is one of them, uh, got in some major trouble for promoting a coin. You got Floyd Mayweather. Uh, you got a bunch of people that are getting involved in these different cryptocurrencies. They don't know that they're rug pulls, but they put their names behind it because they don't understand the space. I think they do now after so many people uh, have been with the FBI and the SEC and everybody else coming after them. But this particular congressman, uh, Madison Cawthorn, actually got involved and had some charges filed against him for violating insider trading laws. And so this is a Republican congressman from North Carolina, and he's been accused of it. He's not been uh, convicted, but even when they get convicted, you know, it's just a slap on the hand. But anyway, uh, he was involved in this pump and dump crypto scheme that was dubbed as Let's Go Brandon. And so according to the reports in the Washington Examiner, uh, several regulatory agencies actually implicated him in out, uh, alleged that he did some insider trading. Um, and it was a very, very short-lived crypto project. So let's just say uh, that Let's Go Brandon was a meme coin just like Dogecoin. So just so we're understanding, again, there's over 17,000 cryptocurrencies out there. All of them are not created equal, and all of them should not, should not be uh, taken and invested in, period. Financial advice or not, I'm telling y'all, most of them should not be what you get involved in. But this particular coin was a pump and dump scheme, and it was a meme coin, uh, and they named it after their chant where they were mocking Joe Biden. So this um and this is this is interesting because they were mocking Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, as we know, the Republicans and folks that were following Trump and doing some things. And so the hedge fund manager, uh James Kotalalas, uh he actually pioneered the project. He's a Republican, a and and from what I can read and research, he is a advocate for Trump uh and his presidency coming up that they want to um uh, uh, help him get into office. Uh, but on December 29th, um, this gentleman, Cawthorn, posted on Instagram, LGB legends, tomorrow we will go to the moon. He also admitted that he had a portion of his cryptocurrency in this portfolio. Interestingly, on December the 30th, NASCAR driver Brandon Brown revealed that the cryptocurrency project would be primarily for support, sponsorship of his 2022 season. Uh, the news created massive buzz, and as a result, the Let's Go token soared to 75% and even attained a market cap of $157 million. Ladies and gentlemen, they did these couple of tweets, and they announced on social media that they were holders of this coin and that it was going to the moon, and they created this buzz, and... Suddenly, 157 million, 150, I mean, excuse me, $570 million poured into this, uh, to this, to this coin that nobody knew anything about. It was a meme coin. In a sudden turn of events, NASCAR rejected the project's sponsorship, uh, deal with Brown in January of 2022. So for whatever reason, 
This money was supposed to be raised to help Brown get to the, uh, you know, use it for NASCAR. And then NASCAR said, no, we're not going to uh, utilize this sponsorship. And um, so they just absolutely pulled out. And all the money that these investors had invested were left scratching their heads in this loss. And ladies and gentlemen, with most of these coins, these meme coins, these coins are going to plummet to zero at the end of the day. And you don't want to be left scratching your head. So please be mindful as to what I'm sharing with you. It, it happens to the best of us. Uh, but what we do know is that we don't have to go down the path that Najah Roberts and several other individuals have gone through uh, because we're telling you about these types of schemes. When they pump up, be very careful, be very leery of our uh, influencers that may have been paid to talk about these coins. They may even be gifted these coins. And if they're gifted something that's starting for them for nothing, then they can get it pumped. And even if it goes to 10 cents and they've holding a million of them, they've done better than they would if they hadn't said anything. So just be aware that this does happen. And because this is happening to Cawthorn, uh, Madison Cawthorn, again, who um, is being charged with this, this is going to give people fuel and ammunition to say, see, that stuff is fake and it is not real and and there should be some 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 balances and there should be some balances but when we're dealing with the right cryptocurrency which is bitcoin we do not have to worry about things like this but you do have to worry if these products or these coins are not tried and uh true to our to us and to our community so that's one of the things that I wanted to share the other thing is that a survey of institutional investors was done. And that survey has been done over the last six months, and it just came back today. And the survey shows that 80% of the people uh, that are institutional investors feel as though cryptocurrency, ladies and gentlemen, is going to overtake traditional investments. And that is a real survey by real people, not even people in the cryptocurrency space. It says a survey by crypto trading platform Bitstamp shows that 80% of institutional investors believe crypto will overtake traditional investment vehicles. Furthermore, 70% of institutional investors said crypto was a trustworthy investment, with 68% actively recommending this asset class in their investment strategies, and that is a big deal because if institutional investors are bullish about cryptocurrency, it's only a matter of time that the companies that they work for are going to have to conform and try to figure out how they get in that Bitcoin space in this Bitcoin space. But who is already going to be in those in this Bitcoin space? It is going to be us, and I am super super excited about that. Uh, just super excited that we're ahead of this. We're getting the information that we need and we need to get off zero. And so in that very same vein, I'm going to just take the, 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 uh, chance to just kind of help with the person that asked me to kind of just talk a little bit more about and expound on what this whole space is about. Because when somebody says, what is this space about? And I say, go back and listen to, you know, all of the podcasts that are up there. And they said, I've done that, but I still really don't get it. 
Um, you know, the thing about it is you got to just listen in. You got to absorb this. You're not going to get it all in one day. You may not even get it in a in a whole month. It may take you six or seven months of you listening and researching and going back and listening again and just trying to figure this thing out. But I'm just going to say that 20 and 20, 2020 and 2021 have been an amazing year for cryptocurrency. There are dozens of cryptocurrencies that have reached all-time highs. And with that, people are starting to look at this cryptocurrency space, um, you know, as differently than they were in 2019 and 2018, where they thought this was absolutely a scam. But Bitcoin is easily the most identifiable of the cryptocurrencies that already have been a major hit on Main Street with the Main Street investors coming into Wall Street. Uh, seasoned traders, people that are doing analysis from companies such as J.P. Morgan, which, as we know, is one of the largest banks in the world. Uh, there's a company called BlackRock who holds the la- largest, and I need you to hear me, the largest asset managers in the world is BlackRock. Well, if they're utilizing Bitcoin, it is showing us that they are showering Bitcoin with accolades, and they're giving us some rosy predictions about its short-term and long-term future. And it's a whole new world, ladies and gentlemen, of financing and investing. And it's opened millions of people up to the idea that uh, decentralization is here to stay, decentralized finance. You'll hear people use the word DeFi, D-E-F-I, DeFi, decentralized finance, which allows users to access traditional financial services like mortgages, loans, insurance, without having to go through traditional finance companies like banks. That's just the bottom line. And the resurgence of non-fungible tokens, as we all know them as NFTs, uh, in spring 2021 has allowed people to cash in on art and other collectibles in a secured uh, digital digital manner. And so we've got to understand that uh, this space is changing. It's not turning around. It is moving forward. Get off zero. Figure out what all this stuff means to you. There's so many different pillars to this, and we're going to talk about them all. You'll get the chance to learn. But if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and call me on the show at 800 800- Five two zero nineteen fifteen eighty. Excuse me, and that is eight hundred nine two zero fifteen eighty, and that is how you call into the radio station and get in contact. But you can also, if you're at work or something, you can go to asknajaroberts.com. Again, asknajaroberts.com, and you can ask your question. Um, you know, and and you may be listening to me today, and perhaps you already know all that there is, and you're a veteran in the cryptocurrency space and you're just looking to brush up, or perhaps you're like I was in 2017 when I was fairly new to the space, had gotten burned a couple of times, but was really itching to learn and understand more. Uh, you know, we this is what we're here for. So please reach out, ask the questions that you want to ask. I will answer your questions again. You can call into the station, or you can also uh, go on to that website and put your questions in there, and I will answer them live on the air. I also want to really quickly, as we come uh, close to traffic and news, is make sure that everyone who is in Los Angeles or close to Los Angeles comes out in the morning and supports 
our rally that we're going to be doing. Uh, Dominic DePrima and Mr. Tavis Smiley will be remotely, they will be on the corner of Florence and Normandy live, and they will be there out of the studio on the actual street uh, broadcasting for the first time um, in history. This marks the 30th year of the Rodney King incident, and we want to be there to support the community. We want to be able to have dialogue with the community. And I'm asking each and every one of you, before I forget, to meet me out there at 6 a.m. in the morning or whatever time you can get there between 6 a.m. and noon. We will be out there. We love to see your face. We love to talk to you. We love to even interview with you. We love to go live with you. We love to do all those things. So please come out and uh, support that event. And, And most of all, ladies and gentlemen, Tell your friends and family or ask your friends and family to download the app because if you can't be with us in Los Angeles, you can listen in. This is a historical moment. We are 30 years from that incident, and 30 years later, what do we look like? How are we running as a, uh, as a black community? How are we financially running as a community? And we're going to hear all those things tomorrow. This is, in my opinion, going to be a massive town hall for us folks that are woke and and unapologetically progressive, unapologetically about our community. So please come out. And if you cannot come out, look to how you can support by asking everyone you know to download the app and get themselves on there and listen to what is happening. You can find that app, ladies and gentlemen, on the App Store, on Android, and on the Apple uh, I. On, on Apple as well. So please download that. And again, I look forward to seeing you all in the morning. I'm not going anywhere. So when we come forward, we're going to uh, go back to talking about uh, what we left off yesterday as it relates to what the difference is between trading and investing. And I am looking forward to any questions that you all, any questions that you all may have. This is KBLA, KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud. loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous range and don't be afraid to say what you see. For KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. So let's cut to the chase about investor versus trading. Um, So the fact of the matter is, statistically, most traders lose money. Some people estimate that approximately 95% of retail traders end up in the red, both when it comes to Bitcoin investing and when it comes to traditional stock or Forex investing. And a lot of them, like I said yesterday, are faking until they make it. They're on social media acting like they're doing a whole bunch of stuff when they're really not. Uh, and they can show you some trading views some things that they've done on some fake accounts that they can even cash. I mean, there's just so many things going on when people are talking about how well they're doing with trading. But, of course, there are a few that do turn a profit, and there are some very successful traders. And I happen to know some, but for the most part, most of them are not. So what makes trading so difficult? Uh, For one, it involves uh, swimming with the sharks. Thousands of traders are actually waiting for each other to make a mistake so they can scoop up the profits. Um, traders also focus mainly on the price movements. Price movements are cynical, cyclical. 
They're cyclical. So there is some level of predictability in that. Still, the prices are actually affected by many other factors which can throw off those predictions. Some traders try to trade the news. If someone is involved in Bitcoin trading and they hear something in the news about China getting ready to take regulatory actions, things like that, people may try to sell really quickly. And they just try to anticipate things that are coming based on the news and the prices going up and down based on a lot of that. That's just what I'm seeing. Um, they might try to buy it back lower because less savvy uh, traders realize that China isn't actually killing Bitcoin, uh, but they're rather doing something else. And so when they sell it uh, to make a profit, then they buy it back uh, when it's low. And so, again, that's what the trading thing is. But overall, Trading tends to actually focus on a shorter time frame, as I said yesterday. But traders may look at the underlying value of the assets they trade, but it doesn't matter to them if, um, but it, most of the time it doesn't matter to them if a cryptocurrency they're trading will succeed or not. Uh, they're just really worrying about the profitability and they could care less. Either way, whether it's thriving or floundering, they're in it for one reason. And so when it relates to some of the trading strategies that I mentioned yesterday that I told you I would break down just a little bit, uh, day trading. Day trading actually refers to when someone is attempting to profit by buying and selling an asset within a single day. Now, I have literally tried this, uh, and I'm not saying I'm the sharpest tool in the shed, but I am saying that this is was a hard thing to do. Um for me to do day trading, and I had a mentor or a teacher or a coach that had me up uh, trying to do this thing with cryptocurrency every three hours, whether it was in the middle of the night or not. Every three hours, I was up doing some and uh, just analyzing and doing all sorts of things. Uh, and that was, and his reasoning was that all the different markets are opening up in all the different places around the world because cryptocurrency trades 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there's no time for it to sleep, so there is no time for you to sleep. And I quickly found out that that was not going to work with my lifestyle. But there's also something called swing trading. And swing traders will actually hold on to an asset for a little longer period of time and wait for shifts in the larger cycle. Um, as we know, markets go through upwards and downward trends. So these swing traders actually look for signals that is, lets them know when the shift is about to happen, and then they time their trades accordingly. So that is swing trading. Um, something called position trading. This is a form of trading that is a bit closer to investing. It's not actually investing, but it's a bit closer to investing. It's similar to swing trading, but usually involves a deeper analysis of long-term trends. For example, a position trader might hold a position for a month before selling it. And again, as you we've talked about before, there are tax implications in any of this because you are actually buying something and selling it and creating a taxable event. And so that is what trading does. But then um, there's a couple other ones. But the last one I will cover is called scalping. Scalping is one of the more fast-paced trading strategies. Uh, scalpers trade small price movements for small profits, but they execute so many trades at one time uh, 
they hope it really will add up. And so those are just a couple of the trading strategies. If you want to know more about trading strategies, of course, there's a couple of good people out there uh, that you can follow. Uh, I want to also tell you for this cryptocurrency space, if someone is saying that they're going to trade for you, it is 100% illegal for someone to trade for you. So if they're in your inbox or in your on your email saying that they can trade for you, it is illegal. And nine times out of ten, it is a scam. If they're trading for you, even if you fall into a scam situation, I have to make sure that you are clear on the fact that if you have to send someone money to get some of the money that has been accumulated in your account, it is 100% a scam because they start off saying, hey, send me $600, I'm going to trade for you. And then you look at your account online and you're like, oh, my goodness. This $600 has grown to $1,200. Next week, it, I mean, you know, in a couple of days, it's $1,800. And now it's at $3,500. And now it's at $6,000. And they say, well, you know what? You can send us another $600 and we can trade for you again. And you're like, okay, that worked. That mm-hmm. first money I sent worked. And so then you do it again. And then they get to those astronomical numbers with your trades. Uh, they show you how you've made $50,000. A hundred thousand. Uh, somebody I know called with three hundred and twenty thousand in an account, but they had to spend fifteen thousand on that next pop. So they just led them up to this point. Um, and so that is trading scam. That is trading illegal. So you do not want to be involved in that. The other thing um, I want you all to know is that slow and steady wins the race. And this is my theory. I'm not a financial advisor anymore on purpose, not giving you any financial advice, but a lot of people like trading because it can be very similar to gambling. There is no question that trading is much more exciting than investing. However, well-informed individuals that I'm trying to make you well-informed are investing, uh, which is a little less risky. Even though we're talking about Bitcoin that's volatile, it is a little less risky. Uh, investing usually involves looking for the fundamental assets that are better than uh, anything in its asset class. And as we talked about before, this asset class is called cryptocurrency, and Bitcoin is one of over uh, thousands and thousands of cryptocurrencies. And so you want to look at at this uh, and figure out which one is the best one, and that's why I'm always talking to you and trying to get you to understand that Bitcoin is better than the rest. Uh, But if you would choose to invest in some of these other ones, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you are grown, you can do what you want to do, but there's other factors that can give you some idea about their future valuation. And when we come forward, we will go ahead and kind of wrap up where we are with investing versus um, trading and help you get a couple of bullet points under your belt so that you know better, you can do better. And if you need to reach out again and ask me a question about any of this, we would definitely love to have you at AskNajaRoberts.com. But in the meantime, uh, you are listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts, and this is the unapologetically progressive radio station, KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. 
let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All, all right. So as we are going back and forth trying to help you understand the difference between trading and investing in the cryptocurrency space, evaluating the fundamentals of cryptocurrency assets assets is a little dip more difficult than it would be a stock or something like that because much of the value of cryptocurrencies is actually based on speculation about future adoption. So everything that I'm talking to you about every single day is more about adoption, mass adoption. You're going to hear me say this is a step towards mass adoption because that is what's critical in whether or not this asset is going to have some sort of value later on. So since there is no centralized entity managing it, there is no accounting information or revenue, or um, there's nobody that is going to actually profit uh, and give some sort of fake analogy or analysts, um, no analysts that are out there that that this really benefits. So we're all looking to make sure that this is happening properly. So evaluating the fundamentals of cryptocurrency, Uh, is one of the things that you want to do. So how do you do that? What do you look for? um, What we're going to get you to do is, first of all, focus on the underlying technology, the network, the protocol, or the application. And as I've stated over and over again, Bitcoin's protocol is different from that of Ethereum, that of Polkadot, like all these different cryptocurrencies have different networks, different protocols, different applications. You need to research what they are. You also need to look at the economic models. That means their tokens, the token emission, the rewards, the security incentives, all of those things around the, the, the coin. You need to also look at the background of the developers participating in the project. And people say to me, well, how can you do that? And you don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. You're absolutely right. But Satoshi Nakamoto allowed us to see and look into the development. They actually put everything on. uh, There's places you can go and look at stuff like GitHub. You can find out how all of this stuff was put into place. And that's what helps give you the, the confidence to know that it cannot be changed, it cannot be altered, it cannot be deleted, and it cannot be stopped. Uh, you want to look at if there's any third-party integrative software uh, for some of these platforms or some of these coins. Which businesses are they using um, in this network to, to have this coin to create these different applications? You want to know the numbers of using, users because velocity is a big deal. If there is no one using the coin, I don't give a care how many coins they give you for your money. If nobody's using it, it doesn't do you any good. Uh, You also want to know, you know, ultimately if the government supports it or if they oppose it, definitely want to know that. Uh, And any political concerns like decentralization, privacy, all of those things matter. So when you are investing in these cryptocurrency markets, uh, we want to help you uh, invest in sound investments, and we want you to help you do that for long term. So some quick strategies that I ascribe to that I talk to you about all the time. Number one is HODL, H-O-D-L, holding, holding on for dear life. This is the longest term strategy out there. Uh, we want you to make sure that you're understanding uh, that this is Bitcoin talk. We say HODL. So you'll see maybe you see that on somebody's um, 
we may see that on somebody's T-shirt or somebody's hat, and all that means is that they're holding off a dear life to their cryptocurrency. Instead of hold, it says HODL, H-O-D-L. So in essence, uh, it means that they're going to buy it and hold it forever. How are we going to do that? We're going to talk about that strategy another day. But we really believe that this strategy in cryptocurrency will help us continue to build wealth. And for the long term, it's going to be beneficial to our community specifically. And the second one is dollar cost averaging. And we talk about this every single day, which we're going to do after we get um, after we get into our next segment. But dollar cost averaging is known and it has been well tested and proven to work over the long term. It is quite simply put, uh, just practicing it. Uh, you will win. Basically, it involves investing in your chosen digital asset in smaller amounts over regular regular intervals. And sometimes you'll buy it at higher prices, but other times it will be lower. And over time, it will average out, which gets rid of the volatility. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will do our daily dollar cost averaging, and we will uh, show you how it's done. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Amplifying progressive voices for KBLA Talk 1580. All right, and we are here for our daily dollar cost average, and I always say that a DCA a day keeps poverty away. We are closing the wealth gap in this country, and we're going to do it a DCA at a time. So, ladies and gentlemen, Take out your black Wall Street wallet. So if you don't have the black Wall Street wallet, please go to your App Store or your Apple I Store, um, Apple Store, and buy, not buy it, it's free. Download the black Wall Street wallet. Um, and when you open up that wallet, you're going to go to the purple circle at the very bottom. You're going to click on the icon that has the two arrows that are going each direction. You're going to click on Buy Bitcoin. Then you are going to click on one time. We're doing this today, one time, and the price of Bitcoin is different than it was yesterday. That's the beauty of dollar cost averaging. Uh, and then you're going to put in one time for $6 a day, which is $6 today. And the price of Bitcoin is approximately, well, it's not approximately, it says here $39.9. And so we are going to buy a little less. Bitcoin today than we did yesterday at this time because it is actually up by 1.9%. So it means we get a little less Bitcoin, but we're dollar cost averaging, so that cuts out our volatility. And we go ahead and we hit continue. And for 11 cents in fees to, to the Black Wall Street wallet, uh, we are able to have purchased $6 worth of Satoshi. Satoshis is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like pennies are the smallest increment of a dollar. So ladies and gentlemen, we have done our daily dollar cost average. I want to let you know that we are 31 days away from hitting the road to educate communities all across this United States on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and what it means to the hood. And I am coming to a hood near you or to a hood near your family. So what I would like for you all to do is go to the DFR tour Dot com Again, the DFRtour.com and register. Uh, we're going to be leaving from Lamert Park, which we left from Lamert Park last year. But again, we're full circle with this fabulous radio station. So we'll be leaving Lamert Park 
on um, May the 28th, but you have time to register. Everyone that's registered will get some free Satoshis. You also get a lot of other things that you'll be able to take home, uh, but we're going to be doing that in Lamert Park on the 28th. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, it has been a fantastic ride with you all today. I surely appreciate you tuning in to Ahead of the Crypto Curve. Uh, and this information, ladies and gentlemen, is specifically for you by us to help our community because we are closing the wealth gap in this country one way or another. So with that, do not touch that dial. Please stay tuned for the next show, which happens to be the D.L. Hughley Show. And as you all know, D.L. is the truth, and I absolutely love to hear what they have to say. And with that, this is KBLA Talk 1580, and we are unapologetically progressive. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.